on Rainbow Radio on KXFM 104.7 here in Laguna Beach. It is a rainy, misty day out there, and you can't see Catalina Island today because it's all kind of rainy and not a beach day unless you're a very hearty person and and you have a pup tent or something and you want to hang out at the beach. (laughs) I don't know why you would do that. Unless you uh, need the solace of the waves crashing and uh, Mother Nature, I suppose. But, um, yeah, that's... (laughs) And sometimes you do need that. (laughs) So, I digress. Uh, The weather weather forecast today, the high is 66 degrees. So, it's definitely not Capri Pants time. (laughs) 
um, and the the humidity. Oh, my phone's talking to me. The humidity is uh, a nice seventy-two degrees. So we will look our our best. And let's uh, see, cloudy skies early, then partly cloudy this afternoon. High sixty-six winds south to southwest at five to ten miles an hour. Hard hardly anything, of course. Though we know if the winds get up to thirty miles an hour and they're bustling through the canyon and the canyon's dry although this humidity today might help out with a little little rain um yeah so that's the tonight it's going to be 59 degrees and for the week it's going to be mostly sunny through a sunday monday tuesday and then wednesday partly cloudy mostly sunny partly cloudy partly cloudy mostly sunny sunny uh, as our first sunny day will be a week from tomorrow, so it says. So um, we're kind of be kind of partly cloudy, and the highest in the right around seventy. So not bad. We're blessed here in Laguna Beach. We love being blessed in Laguna Beach, don't we? <laughs> so I want to thank our sponsor, Mike Johnson. I guess uh, um, of Compass Realty and uh, Chris Tibbet. Um, we had um, I had a busy week this week. We last, I guess it was a week ago. Today, it was a beautiful 75, 80 degrees. It was a beach day, and we had a wonderful beach bonfire. Uh, we watched the full moon uh, come up over the uh, Aliso Creek Beach. And we had about 75 people on the beach to do that, so... It was a wonderful event. I want to thank uh, Laguna Beach Pride for putting it on and uh, Michelle and um, Jonathan, who's always the most social person, buzz, busy, busy, busy. He's a busy, buzzy bee. He runs around <laughs> and takes care of everyone, makes sure they have all the marshmallows and chocolate that they can handle. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's always very, very um very fun. And it's it, what's I think the nicest thing about it. I always seem to meet new people at this event. And, and it's once well, oh, we don't want to overdo it. So it's probably every every other month, or every three months or so that um, we do it. And uh, it's it's a no cost kind of fun thing. So if you missed this one, there will be another one. And you can show up and bring your pets, your dogs and your pets <laughs> and your parakeet or your cockatoo, whatever. <laughs> uh, the thing that is most people most often forget is to bring a beach chair because after a couple hours of standing by the fire, you kind of want to sit down so, and relax and listen to the ocean, the waves crash in and watch the moon come up, which is a big part of being in the beach community. Yeah, so a lot is uh, getting underway for us, as you may or may not know. Next month, which is June, is a gay pride month, and it's a national, nationally recognized, at least here in the United States, but I think it is all around the world, as a gay pride month, or let's just say LGBTQ diversity. <clears throat> and even here in our fair city in Laguna Beach, it has been identified in a proclamation before the city. I think it was identified in 2018. It's been a few years ago. And this was instigated by uh, none other than the mayor at our at that time, Mayor Tony Eisman. Uh, and we, <clears throat> before the city council, ha uh, had a proclamation that he for here, 
<laughs> starting then and for there ever after that uh, June would be in the city, uh, a recognized heritage and culture month for the LGBTQ plus and for whatever, uh, for all the contributions that the uh, diversity has contributed to the fair community of Laguna Beach. After all, it, it started out as a little artist colony, which was a very eclectic group of artists, hippies, non-hippies. It was, a, a, I think it was a fairly good sample, cross-section sample of Americana in, in its uh, startup days, a little bit of everything. And amazingly, everyone got along and amazingly, this little group um, survived and grew and became what we know now as Laguna Beach. And that's its, its heritage and culture that, that still thrives today. And for that, we're all grateful because it's a very uh, diverse group still today. And hopefully it'll continue for on and on. So, yes, so next month is uh, Pride Month, uh, and it celebrates diversity more than anything and heritage and culture and all those, those things that are all make a big part of what Laguna Beach is about. So <clears throat> there will be many rainbow flags of diversity. I know the city is going to fly the rainbow flag of diversity above City Hall. And in front of City Hall, there will be flags. And I believe on Main Beach this year, there will be flags. So when uh, the Fete de, de, de la Musique, which is on the 18th of, uh, of uh, June, and if you're not familiar with that, you should be, because <laughs> I've, been, I've been reprimanded that I should be, because I have not been as familiar with it as I, as I should have. But it is a celebration of sister cities around the world, and it's a celebration of music. And for four hours, downtown Laguna Beach becomes a thriving free music center on every corner of every street in downtown Laguna. Uh, in the public arena, there is a variety of music being presented to a very thriving community. of, And it's fair to say there's probably three or 4,000 people that just show up and walk the streets um, and enjoy a veritable banquet of music and food and camaraderie. And it starts at Main Beach and goes up and down Ocean and Forest and oh, all the other streets that are around the downtown area. And it's, it's, it's primarily focused in the downtown area, I will say that. So, uh, but it makes it very convenient to walk around in it. And it's a fete de musique, which it means, uh, from what I've been told, because I don't speak French very, I knew how to say how how many brothers and sisters have you in French. That's all I remember. But uh, it means uh, music festival, um, uh, festival of music. So um, that's what it is. And it's uh, sister city. So it's celebrated not only here, but uh, around the world. And uh, it is, again, on the 18th. It's a Saturday. Starts at noon at Main Beach here in Laguna Beach. Lots of culture here. <laughs> Laguna Beach. So uh, mark your calendars. Yes. There's also a fundraiser going on here uh, on the 22nd. What is today? The 21st? I think so. <laughs> now I'm embarrassing myself. Today is the 21st. Yes. So tomorrow, mañana, the 22nd at 12 p.m., 
12 to 3 p.m., there is a Walking for Water annual fundraiser. Uh, it's uh, You can find more out about it on, on a website, wisdomspring.org. It's an annual fundraiser, Walking for Water for Laguna Beach. And it's a Laguna Beach High School field. It starts at 12 noon and goes to 3 p.m. So if you want to support the annual fundraiser for uh, Walking for Water, and there's all sorts of details at Wisdom Spring, no S, wisdomspring.org, uh, nonprofit fundraiser, Walk for Water. Get out and walk and for a good cause, for water, after all. <laughs> water is important. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, um, I got some shocking news today. Um, I know you'll be disappointed. Uh, this week in history, <clears throat> I went to my usual source called This Week in History or Today in History, and I combine a week and it becomes this week. Well, <clears throat> there's no news for a whole week. Every week, every day of the year, there's news except this week. And I looked and I thought, well, this is strange. Was there just no news? <laughs> Well, apparently they haven't stocked the uh, their data bank with news. Um, and I think I remember this happened last year about this time. So the next time it picks up is uh, like mid uh, next month. So I won't have any this day in history. I, I, so I'm, I'm just don't know what to say. So I kind of bunched up on a bunch of regular news, which we will be partaking in here. Uh, in a few minutes and, and catch up on a few other things. Uh, and now, uh, so I'm going to skip past that, and I'm going to go right on to what's happening with uh, Pride Festival and kind of what's going on within the LGBTQ community. Um, I have to say that there is, I have never seen so many uh, Pride things going on for June this year. It is It is amazing. And uh, your local organization, Laguna Beach Pride, is uh, uh, putting on an event on the eight on the nineteenth of June, which is Pride Month. And um, I believe it's not nailed down, but we are going to do something on that Sunday just to celebrate uh, Pride Month uh, as our mini a mini Pride event uh, during the month because our big Pride event will be August. Uh, uh, 5th, 6th, and 7th, which is a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of August. Uh, and it's a three-day event. It, it will be uh, start at the Laguna Playhouse, and it will uh, with uh, a, a in-house party collaboration, a fun, festive time with Xanadu, which, which uh, well... I don't know, in the, in the uh, LGBT culture, Xanadu is a prominent, um, I don't know, a prominent part of it. And uh, so we, we plan to make a, that a fun part of it. And the, and the Guna Playhouse has always been a, a fun part of uh, LGBTQ uh, community. And we've been supportive of it and vice versa. So we figure that let's combine our efforts and do a fun thing with Xanadu and a, par and, uh, and a welcoming party. So that's on a Friday. Saturday, uh, if you want to do an outdoorsy thing, we're going to have a hike or bike in the canyon. 
and Harry Huggins has volunteered to coordinate that for Laguna Beach Pride, which will be a lot of fun. And that's free, of course. So you either bring your bike or you hike, depending on what Harry uh, organizes. And there'll be more of that uh, information about that on the website as we as it develops. And then we'll have our Pride Festival at uh, um, at a location which is uh, the community uh, the community church, which is. Um, what can I say? It's it's by the Bridge Hall. It's on, uh, why can't I think of the name of the street? I am so sorry. It is where the wine tasting was. It is 340 St. Anne Street. So if you're familiar with um, the community, um, neighborhood community church, as it's called, which uh, is going through some changes itself, and Bridge Hall, behind there, or in that area, part of that area, is a large, large parking lot. And behind the parking lot is a large, larger area. And that area will be cordoned off with a full stage maybe even two stages, and uh, it will be festival grounds there. And it, it is a wonderful space, uh, and it is a very large space. And so that's where the festival will be. And um, as we get more information, it will be posted on the website again, which is Laguna, lagunabeachpride.org. And uh, so that will be on Saturday. And then Sunday, it is out at the fair, which is uh, Orange County Fairgrounds. And uh, there'll be, um, we'll have a presence there. And that is in the afternoon as, uh, as well. So that's the dealio. Yeah. Uh, and there'll be more. Uh, we're, we just, it was just yesterday we had a board meeting and we finalized that all uh, the expenses for that, which are many, and uh, it's not cheap to put on <laughs> an event like this with entertainers and DJs and lights and sound and, and generators and staging and porta potties and oh my goodness, the list goes on and on and on. And, uh, um, but it's always a very rewarding and fun and, and to see everyone together. It'll even be a kitty corral for uh, families that want to bring kids and have fun and games. Uh, we're trying to cover all the bases and make it a splendid event <laughs> as uh, as I might say. So we have a, I think, have a fairly good reputation for fun events, and this will be no exception. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> anyway, we will be back with a little news. Let's continue with a little music here as, as we roll along, and um, I'll be right back. Yeah. This goes out to uh, all our LGBTQ friends in Ukraine this week.
Be shy, don't be shy. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get let's get to a little bit of news here. I, I, I am um, neglectful of the news. It's time, I think. Um, let's go south of the border, down Mexico way. Um, also, I want to give a shout out to Lexi. Um, 
she worked really hard at the beach too. She's well, she's always there supporting us. So, and um, oh, maybe she's uh, at an open house today listening. She does. Uh, well, like all of us at Laguna Beach Pride, we all have other obligations, <laughs> and um, yeah, we can't live off live off love, although we try. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, Lexi, I hope you're I hope you're doing fine. I hope you have a successful house uh, open house today, if that's what you're up to. And uh, let's move right along here. Mexico, our, our our neighbors to the south. We often talk about our neighbors to the north, and we love them. And we also have uh, neighbors to the south, in case you didn't know. Mexico seeks to bring those excluded due to LGBT phobia, yes, into the labor force. How are they going to do that, they, we ask? Uh, on the 17th of this month, they... Uh, this was going on in a country where discrimination prevails despite legal advances. Contras, contra LGBTQ IQ, LGBTIQ. Oh, must mean that must mean they're smart. No, <laughs> I don't think that's what it means, but but maybe. <laughs> um, has become one of the first uh, Mexican initiatives to integrate the LGBT community, including. Uh, Migrants into the labor force. One case uh, is that of Leonardo Leonardo Martinez, 27, who left his home because of the social exclusion he suffered due to his sexual orientation. He came to Casa Frida, the LGBT shelter that operates the program, seeking a community that would support and welcome him. I came from a complicated home situation by coming out of the closet, several difficult situations there. I came from, uh, I came here and they opened the doors for me. Leonardo said in an interview with EFE and Casa Frida, located in the municipality of Azatapala in eastern Mexico City. You know, they didn't very well describe what they're what they're trying to do, um, not very much, but uh, uh, so apparently they're helping them find jobs and when they when they get kicked out of, a, when they're in a bad situation. Well, I, I'm glad they have a formal program for that in Mexico. And it's surprising, I, I always felt that with my with my personal experience in Mexico, having traveled there, several times and having a brother who graduated university of Guanajuato and uh, in Mexico uh, and, and spent some time down there with him that I felt the culture was uh, very um, non-gay supportive. <laughs> but then, <laughs> then when you go to the Zona Rosa in Mexico city, it was like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> way over the top. Uh, so there was a lot of, um, like there was here in the States, there was a lot of, uh, um, I don't want to say hypocrisy, but there was a lot of, uh, I don't know, diversity, but it wasn't recognized. And, and there was also, it was much, a lot of Catholic uh, religion prevailed and a lot of attitudes, you know. Uh, essentially, if you were married and had three or four kids, you could be gay and it was okay. Uh, you just never talked about it. Um, yeah. Uh, 
Anyway, I digress. So let's move on to Belgium. Uh, Belgium aims to combat anti-LGBTQ assaults with a new action plan. Well, this is good news. Good for Belgium. Let's read on. Uh, on the 17th of this month, Belgium uh, is adopting a new plan to fight discrimination and ensure that more rights for LGBTQ people as it strives to bring down the country's high rate of assaults based on sexual orientation. Good on you, Belgium. The federal government plans to bring together 133 measures. Wow, that's a, they're really stepping forward in collaboration with 10 federal ministries aimed at improving safety and increasing opportunities for lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender people. When, when they step out, they really step out. Belgium has always been a pioneer in terms of LGBTQI plus rights. Prime Minister Alexander de Croo, C-R-O-O, said in the plan. However, there is still a lot of work to be done. But man, 133 measures in collaboration with 10 federal ministries. How did they get that going? <laughs> we need to take a few pages out of that playbook. Prime Minister Alexander de Croo, good for you. <laughs> Belgium, which legalized homosexual marriage almost 20 years ago, has made uh, considerable legislative changes aimed at improving fundamental rights, including the adoption by same-sex couples, and it passed a law to protect the rights of transgender people. Yet, according to a study by the European Union's Agency for Fundamental Rights, Belgium is tied tied for third after Poland and Romania with the highest rate of physical and sexual assaults motivated by the fact that the victim is LGBTQ. Oh, my goodness. Well, good on Poland, or Belgium, I mean. Good on Belgium. 20 years ago, they legalized it. Wow, we were fighting Prop 8. What, in 2008? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> and moving on, uh, on the 19th of this month in Chile, Chile, hot tamale, uh, Chile's LGBTQ street artists, I love art, you know, uh, seek work, oh, see their work defaced with homophobic slurs. Mm-hmm. It's like our, uh, I, that reminds me. Okay, I'm digressing. I'm warning everyone. I'm digressing here when it came to art and, and defacing it. Um, Laguna Beach Pride is working hard on a piece of art. I think we could call it a piece of art. Well, I guess a symbolic, a symbolic piece of art. Uh, like Venice Beach and uh, Long Beach, they have lifeguard towers that are uh, diversity-colored rainbow towers, lifeguard towers. And so, uh, you know, they got them. What's, what's up with Laguna Beach? We don't have a lifeguard tower. And so there's a gentleman who... Uh, uh, lives in Laguna who felt that it would be appropriate uh, to have a rainbow lifeguard tower and the appropriate location would be at West Street Beach or Camel Point as it's uh, truly known as uh, on 
county and city maps, but also can also noted as West Street Beach because West Street ends uh, on PCH there and, and commonly referred to as that. But I digress. So West Street Beach. So uh, the tower would be uh, on that beach and we're working hard to um, get approval. It's, it's a process because who knows who all is involved with it, but it is a, it's a, within the city limits. So the city has some jurisdiction over it, but it's run by the county parks department. And then it's also involves the lifeguards, which is an entity within the county parks department. Then I suppose there's the coastal commission. So there's all those entities involved. Um, probably could toss OSHA in there. <laughs> with uh, safety and uh, you know California has lots of rules and regulations you know it's part of the culture here so uh, anyway I digress so we're working on that very diligently but unfortunately in Long Beach uh, I think and in Venice Beach but in Long Beach uh, the tower was burned down defaced as as was this art in Chile which I'm going to read about here but it got rebuilt and money came forward and uh, it's standing there and it's beautiful. And uh, the one in Venice beach is beautiful and it's standing there. So we're working, we hope we can get it um, at least approved for pride month, which is like mentioned earlier, June How about that. So as soon as we hear back from uh, the lifeguards and, and helping us identify what, would be the most practical lifeguard tower by a local manufacturer here, then we can um, get a price on a professional rainbow application of the paint and we can get, uh, we want to get a dedicated plaque, but on we get a professional price on the plaque. Uh, we'll have everything, uh, all signed, sealed, delivered pricing from bona fide licensed professionals <laughs> And we can take it through the appropriate channels, hopefully, and maybe maybe we can get it expedited on some level and get it approved, hopefully, for June. That's our that's our goal. And um, we don't want it to go on for three or four years through various planning commissions and uh, review boards and all that stuff. So hopefully, with uh, a lot of community support, we can get it done. That's the goal, and I, I'm glad uh, this uh, news article provoked me to recall that that is in the works, uh, part of the of a community effort about the, the heritage and culture that's going on here in Laguna Beach for many decades. So let's see what happened in Chile. They defaced some artwork with homophobic slurs in Santiago, May 17th, it was uh, meant to be an open-air museum dedicated to Chile's LGBTQ plus community. But days after the 40-meter, 131-foot mural was completed, vandals defaced it. It's brightly colored panels with dozens of homophobic slurs. Isn't that wonderful? Hate is such a wonderful value, you know? Rights campaigners say such attacks reflect an increasingly hostile pushback against slow but steady progress towards LGBTQ plus equality in Chile, where conservative attitudes and the Roman Catholic Church still hold heavy sway. They vandalized our artistic spaces where we are finally able to be visible, said musician Valle Neon. 
and he walked the length of the defaced mural in downtown San Diego, pausing occasionally to read the vandals' scrawled insults. It's symbolic. They're killing people too, said Neon, a transgender man who had been giving guided tours of the wall painting before the vandalism forced their cancellation. Oh, come on. I mean, can you spend your energy on something that uh, has value, brings good that, you know, please, okay. <clears throat> now, this next one, you're going to have to have a, put something in your pipe for this one. Because <laughs> you've heard the expression, doth protest too much. Well, I have to wonder about this one now. This one is a little uh, <clears throat> adult-oriented, and it's, um, well, I just have to read it, but it's just, it's just like really, per it's really out there. It's really strange. It's, it's like so twisted and so crazy that you have to kind of scratch your head and think, my, ugh. so there's this person, um, uh, his last name is Fuentes, and this is what his belief. Men having sex with women is gay, claims straight right-wing podcaster Nick Fuentes. And it goes on. It's in the Star Observer. You can read all about it if you want. America first, leader in extreme right-wing white nationalist and anti-LGBTQI podcaster Nick Fuentes has a reason for being an involuntary celibate heterosexual. Now, he's an involuntary celibate heterosexual. Fuentes, who considers himself the straightest guy, hmm, he has to, has to tell everyone he's the straightest guy. What? That's strange. Hmm. Recently said that any kind of sexual activity was gay. Oh, the Anti-Defamation League describes Fuentes as a white supremacist, according to the Anti-Defamation Anti League. Fuentes and his American First adherent, ad, adherents vocally support the closure of the U.S. borders to immigrants, while opposing liberal values such as feminism and LGBTQ rights. He calls his alt-right supporters as the Geifer, Geifer army questions, I'm not familiar with that, of the Holocaust, that he, he questions that the Holocaust ever took place, wants to deny women the right to vote, and has praised past segregation laws on the U.S. Uh, laws on the U.S. On Saturday, on a post on Telegram, Fuentes claimed that the schooling of shooting of 10 black people in Buffalo, New York, by white supremacist gunmen last week was a false flag operation. That is just totally disgusting. And, and he believes that having any kind of sex is gay. So I think and one day he'll be outed, which is terrible. Um, Oh my gosh. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. That left a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> this is kind of interesting. Queer camp counselor was told not to come back. So they opened their own camp. How about that? <laughs> this is the kind of news I like. <laughs> um, on the 18th of this month, 
Cherie Berkowitz. Loved being a counselor at an overnight uh, summer camp in Minnesota. Minnesota in 2007, Berkowitz, then 22, was primed to become the program director for ninth graders. But then a, a message arrived. Please don't come back to camp. Staff at the camp, which Berkowitz uh, requested not be named, would say inappropriate things about my sexuality and question whether it was right that I should be in the same cabin with same-sex kids, said Berkowitz, who, who identifies as queer. Parents also voiced concern about Berkowitz's gender identity and sexuality, said, and Berkowitz believes the controversy led by the camp Oh, led the camp to ask them not to uh, return the following summer. While the incident was profoundly upsetting, Berkowitz, having grown up attending and appreciating Jewish summer camps, decided to give the camp another go. They went to work at another Jewish overnight program in Rocky Mountain, Missouri. Berkowitz described the camp as a very accepting place to be, but it was also very isolating to be the only people at at camp so the article goes on and she started her own camp i love it <laughs> where there was no prejudice and she could do what she loves to do so that's that's good yes i gotta watch the time yes i have i have about six more minutes um so a little more news here and this is in belize Belize. Our circle Belize makes strides against LGBTQ discrimination. Um, um, and, uh, there's so many, there's two, I can't decide which one to do. Okay, uh, let's try this one. In International Gay Against Homophobia, uh, in the International Day Against Homophobia. This was on the 17th, and this was in Belize, in the Caribbean, or the Caribbean, whatever you want to say, Central America. Okay, the International Day uh, Against Homophobia, Transphobia, and Biphobia, wow, that covers it all, is being celebrated today, May 17th. The year's theme is Our Bodies, Our Lives, Our Rights. I think that could also be about abortion, our bodies, our lives, our rights. How about that? The theme is geared uh, at bringing to the front the concern that these persons cannot fulfill their potential without exercising bodily autonomy. The Circle is a national organization that provides quality services to family, unites formed by lesbians, gay, bisexual, transgender persons across the country. The managing director of our Circle uh, Sela Castillo explained to Love News that although pro progress, progress has been slow, they've had major achievements in promoting exclusiveness of LGBTQ families. I have an opinion about ab abortion, dare I say, and it comes close to home. Um, and my own mother. I asked my mother about it at 90 years old a few years ago. She's, uh, I lost her about eight years ago because I knew she had had an abortion. And at the time, they were illegal. 
and I was going to have another brother or sister. And she'd had uh, many. She, they told her she could never have children because she had lupus, which is an autoimmune disease, which I became very familiar with, with AIDS. It's very similar. And she'd had uh, three boys. And the last uh, pregnancy, which my younger brother was very, very difficult and um, life-threatening. And she got, uh, was going to have another child. And uh, as the pregnancy war came on, they realized that it was not very good. In fact, it was very bad. And the doctor, her doctor said that, uh, just say his words with, it was probably going to end up very poorly. And that the choice was if she continued, uh, she'd probably lose her life or the life of the baby or both. And the doctor said to her that he couldn't imagine my dad raising three little boys without a mother. And so because it was illegal, she couldn't get it done. So my, her doctor decided he was going to see if he could get it done anyway. And he got the opinions of three doctors and went uh, before the medical board. And somehow he got it approved because my mother couldn't make her own choice. It could not be her choice. And although she wanted to make the choice herself, and I do, she felt so strongly that it should have been her choice. It should not have been three other men, although they have their doctors and it was more a moral, not a medical decision. It was a she knew the outcome. They told her the, the information and, and the decision should have come down to hers deciding what she wanted to do. But um, anyway, so that's, I think that plays into it. That's part of it. And that's what people need to think about when they think about abortion. I don't think anyone who makes that decision in late in a pregnancy is an easy decision. And, um, and it's not, and I think they're made for good reasons, you know, so there's always different circumstances, but that's, um, I often, when I, <laughs> so it affects it, 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 it's something affects me personally, you know, and, um, fortunately my mother lived to be 90 <laughs> and I'm glad she was around. <laughs> Very glad. So that's my story, and I'm sticking to it on this cloudy Saturday morning here in Laguna Beach, and I'm glad to be here. And um, what time? Oh, I still have a little more time. So um, that's it. So, okay. One more news article here, and the article is titled, I Do Not Wish to Be Anonymous. Doctor Becomes First, Qatari, to Publicly Come Out as Gay. How about that? Hmm. On the 19th, the independent news source in um, Asia, in Qatar, said uh, of Dr. Nas Mohammed, the moment Nas Mohammed knew for certain that he was gay, he panicked. I walked into a gay club and I knew I was 100% gay, he tells the independent. I went home and cried. I thought my life is a crisis. I thought it was going to go to hell. My life is damned. 
that was the main thing. And I, and then I thought about it and the risk of everyone finding out, I genuinely feared I would be killed if anyone knew. NAS 35 this month is Qatari homosexual. Homosexuality in the Gulf state is illegal. Same-sex relationships are outlawed and carry a punishment of several years in jail. Qatar is almost is one of the almost 70 countries identified by international lesbian, gay, and bisexual, trans, and international association, which criminalizes consexual same-sex activity. So that's all the article says, but he came out, and I hope he's all right. And, you know, comes back to if the, if the dam would burst and everyone burst through, <laughs> it would be, it'd be over. It would be, it would change a lot of things, but it's a slow process. So well, that's the deal. That's the dealio. Yeah. Anyway, so I will, I'm going to have a radio guest next week. Actually, I think two of them. And uh, there will be a couple email messages going out about it. And uh, they're from uh, Dana Point. Dare I say I engage someone from Dana Point, but um, I don't know. I think that's the thing to do. They're a sister city. They're just down the block. I think it's good neighbor policy here with Laguna Beach. <laughs> so that's that's the dealio. I see Autumn is, is warming up, doing her calisthenics in the next room, jumping around, getting, getting, getting energized. You know, that, late, that woman has more things to put out there and say, and I love everything she has to say. She is a, she is a miracle on two feet. <laughs> and I love her. I love her for all of that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I have... One more song to take it out. I appreciate everyone for dialing in here on KXFM 104.7, where the humidity is 87% and the temperature is going to be in the 60s today, cloudy most of the day, but we love it. It's Laguna Beach. Uh, have a wonderful Saturday, and we'll see you here again uh, next Saturday at 9 a.m. Love you all. Be safe. Tell people you love them. Nod and smile at as many people as you can today. It's a wonderful day. Thank you for thank you for tuning in. <laughs> See you soon. Wake up, kids, we've got a dreamer's disease. Hey.